Well, all right. Surface, it's your host Khadija Sampson. Sorry, we're running a little late today. Um, I think that everybody forgot about the coronavirus, and everybody's supposed to stay in but us because the highway was crowded. So, we're a little late, but thanks for coming, tuning in with us tonight. So, tonight we have a guest tonight, Bernard Williams. He's on his way. We're all running a little behind today, which is my fault, but he'll be on his way. But first, I want to um, start off with what's going on with the coronavirus and also introduce my co host, Dawn Baines. Hey, so we wanted to keep the show live. We wanted to, we wanted to keep things moving, even though um, we had this little situation going on in our area with this coronavirus. So, hey, Rona. 
Woo, Rona got things going down around here. People not going to work. Kids not at school now. They just said, as of today, schools will not be going back until April the 1st. So now we have our children out of school till April 1st because of the coronavirus. Um, this thing is getting a little... Now, I won't say scary because I'm not afraid. It's a little nerve-wracking, though. Um, you know, just being in a... We're, we're kind of like in limbo with our lives right now. And it's, it's, it's not to be played with. We don't know what's going on. People don't know when they're going to go back to work. We don't know when the kids going to go back to school. Um, you know, they saying this stuff is so con- contagious, you know, um, that the surface contact and things like that lasts a long time. So, you know, we're, 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 we're dealing with this today and, um, it's something else. So I'm gonna let Dawn touch on what she, what she feeling about this coronavirus. You know, I, I, it's all, it's, it's, it's legitimate that we have a right to be concerned and we should be concerned. We should also take precautions. Um, to get done what we need to get done to ensure that we're healthy, that our families are healthy. I do think that the school system needs to come up with a way um, to provide um, educational reinforcements for the children while they're out. Since we have, uh, what's the estimated time to go back in April? April 3rd? Yeah, so I'm right now like they say April. But in the event, since they, we don't have any, I don't know if they sent packets home or not, since I don't have any small children in the system, uh, in the Philadelphia school system, um, that we utilize the resources that we have online. Right, There are right. plenty of um, um, resources that are online to keep the kids abreast. You've got to keep them sharp. I don't care if it's just an hour a day. Have them read for 30 minutes, um, whatever. Have them do some new vocabulary words to uh, expand their vocabulary. There are things we can do. But child is Rona. She is not going to worry me. <laughs> <laughs> Rona is not going to worry me, okay? I'm... Listen, I believe in, you know, self-preservation. Quarantine, that's not going to be me. I got to go outside. I have to go outside. You know, and people are really struggling mentally. You know, um, I have uh, a friend of mine called me. He lives in another state. And his anxiety level is so high. He was like, oh, what are they doing this? Are they doing that? And I'm like, like, yo, you need to chill out. Right, right. Because if you don't, if you're not conscious your anxiety, you'll dump that on somebody else who's right. not anxious. And listen, I don't need that. I got enough stuff of my own. I'm right. fine. I believe we all going to be fine, and it's going to blow over in a minute. That's just my personal belief. Um, but don't call anybody panicking and turn the television off. I don't want to hear yeah. about Rona 24 hours a day. The, the, even a stimulus packet, uh, package, they're finding a way, loopholes, not to give us the money, right. trying to shoot the bill down. Whatever the case may be, like, it's all too much. We're just inundated with Rona. Right, right, for sure. Now, you know, you got to get up and do something. You're going to do something in the house. Like, I got up today, and I did um, walk away to pounds. I okay. did my little 20-minute okay. exercise. Um, I started cleaning. You got to do things to keep your mind occupied. Sit down and play some cards or something. Something, read a book. Audio books is giving away free books for as long as uh, we're on quarantine. Um, so there are things that you can do to keep yourself going. Right, right. Make it happen. So, you know. Yeah. That's that's just my, just my personal um, feelings about it. And to not get depressed, that's the whole thing. Right. Because we're uncertain, people, the job security, we don't know. So just the thing of, like, yo, just whatever you do. Woosah. Do not forget woo-sa. to woosah. As yeah. long as you're alive, 
and you're breathing and you're healthy, your family's healthy, everything else is secondary. Nothing else matters at this point. Right. The bills, they're going to get paid. We pay them. Most people pay them late anyway. I, I, I try not to. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. You know, you, you might be a month behind. I'm not, but you might right. be a month, month behind, whatever the case may be. But the, the thing is, don't sweat it. Right. It's right. all going to work out in the end. It's going to come for a greater good. If you need a better job, now's the time to start applying. Whatever it is that you need that, to make your life, to enhance your life, to make it better, get started. Go for it. Those, that's a my, that was a my, that's how I feel. I feel like this is, in my own opinion, this is God leveling the playing exactly. field for a lot of people. So those right. who are the to do, you know, as the scripture says, first shall be last, last shall be first. Some things are changing. Yeah. The tide is changing, and we just have to go with it, but yeah. also prepare ourselves for when it changes. That we'll be in position. Right. That we'll be able to grab some of that which is being released. Exactly. That's available. I mean, that's how I feel. I feel like, you know. If you ever felt like you wanted to do something, whatever dream you had a dream, just just take the time and do it. Especially if you sit at home now, like what's your excuse? Write it down, whatever you feel like it is that you want to do. That's how I started. I just started writing down all the things I said I wanted to do when I was younger, things that I never got a chance to do. I just started writing them down one by one. And it feels so good to like knock things off. My, That's like right. when I look at like my podcast, I have this tree on my wall, right? It's like one of those art you know, you peel the stick, and so I have like stickies. That's your vision board. That's my it's my vision board, but I call it my tree of inspiration because right. on the branches I got stickies on every branch. So all the things I want to do, I wrote on a sticky and I stuck it on a branch. So when I look and I see my podcast and a couple other things that's on there that I really you know brought intuition to into fruition, it feels so good. So just do it. You know, you just never know would have come out of you just taking the first step and something that you want to do because we got burn here and burn just did it and burn said he running for state rep and we're going to support him so i'm going to move over to the side a little bit and we're going to bring our guest on bernard williams welcome 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 but let me say this time and chance happens to every man so we must be prepared for when the time comes and when the chance comes so we don't want to be caught unprepared so Vern, this is his time this is his chance He's going to come. He's going to share some things with us. We're going to get some uh, some clarity on some things. And we're, we're going to talk about some, some real issues. Some in the real community. issues. Some real issues. So we welcome him. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this is my first time meeting him. So, uh, you know. And so this is Bernard Williams. But, you know, you know, I gave you a little, I gave you a little bio. I gave you a little bio. Oh, and by the way, I'm wearing... Um, Rock, paper, denim shirt I got. Um, oh, doing sport and her rock, paper, denim today. So, cause if you out there watching, that's right. is definitely, she is representing I'm for representing you, for rock, sure. paper, denim. I like this t-shirt. Y'all go check them out, please. Yes, go check them out. Rock, and paper, he has denim. a rock, uh, he, has a, he has a website, rockpaperdenim.com. Go yes. check them out. I like this crew shirt. I like crew love. <laughs> I am part of the grassroots organization. We established that last week. <laughs> So now we got Burn here. How you doing? I'm Burn? good. I'm good. I'm I'm blessed. So let's. So I was going. So I was going to do. Go ahead. That's good. Too. Yeah, I was going to do the bio. But being as though you're here, and I would we love for you to do the bio. So, let me let so me you hear it. Hear. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna put me on the spot. No, I'm letting you do the bio. You gonna put me on the spot. So um, so let's tell us a little about yourself, Burn. Yeah. So my name is Bernard A. Williams, and I'm running for a state representative. Um, here in Philadelphia. Uh, my district is the 
198. That consists of uh, Germantown, uh, where we're currently um, sitting, Logan, Somerville, uh, parts of North Philadelphia, East Falls, um, Huntington Park, Allegheny West, Swamp Poodle Heights, you name it. It is in the district. We have a very uh, historic uh, district. Um, the current incumbent has uh, been seated in that district for over 25 years. Um, they so got to go. I'm sorry. I'm just, I just had to interject. We're getting rid of all these career get politicians. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. <laughs> but um, I've been in politics since I, I graduated high school. Um, back in 2013, I'm okay. telling my age a little bit, um, and right out of high school, um, I started internship with a state representative, and then three months later, I was promoted to a district coordinator, okay. and I got to see the insides of what it takes to be a legislator, and specifically a state representative, um, and my job was to provide the constituent services to that district. Um, so we focus on a, a variety of things, from housing to um, helping people with their rent rebates right. or uh, state applications for uh, public welfare. Um, if they had a complaint on their block about how the streets were looking, we would navigate them. Um, and so I learned a lot of things, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I learned a lot of things working for that state rep. So then I said, you know what? I want to be more grounded and more in my community um, because the state rep I was working for was in Center City, but I live up here in the Northwest. Okay. So I decided to leave, and I started working with a uh, nonprofit called Making Our Lives Easier. Um, and basically, we provided resources and information uh, to underrepresented communities, whether that was the black community, whether that was the uh, Latino community, whether that was the LGBT community, whether that was women, whether that was our elderly, whatever population of people, we provided resources. Um, so basically kind of doing constituent services, but not on a government level. Um, and then after that, you know, I was like, okay, I got a little bit of experience with that, five years. I was like, uh let me go ahead and see how what it takes to run for office, okay. you know, running a campaign. Mm -hmm. how, how do you get elected? Mm -hmm. uh, so then I started, you know, working on different campaigns. And I had various jobs. You know, I was a canvasser to uh, a political director. But my most famous um, campaign that I was on was uh, a campaign in West Philadelphia, the 190. Okay. Um, and as we all know, we just had another special election for that, but I actually ran Wanda Logan's campaign okay, when she issue. was a Democrat um, at the time, and she actually got the highest amount of votes, believe it or not, when I ran her campaign. I think she ran about three times. Oh, okay. Um, and so she got over 5,000 votes, and that was my first campaign. Oh, that was good. Being a campaign manager. Right. So from that, I said to myself, I said, well, wow. Um, I think that it's time, you know, um, being in my community. So even though I was working on campaigns, I still was in my community, mm -hmm. still being a part. So right now what I'm doing is I'm part of a couple things in my district. Um, I'm part of the Neighborhood Association for my neighborhood. I'm part of the uh, Police Advisory Council for the 39th District. Mm -hmm. And I'm also part of my Park um, Association, okay. uh, which is Fern Hill um, Park. So with that... Um, and just going to these meetings and, you know, going to the RCO meetings about the zoning. And I was sitting in these meetings at a, as a young person. I would say to myself, we're talking more about the leadership than with the actual issues that we're here to talk about. Right, right, right. 
And I said, that was a problem. I said, you know, why is it that I come to a meeting with my community to talk about the issues in our community, but we're mainly focused on the leadership? And so I had to take a step back and I said, you know, with my experience working for a state rep, with my experience working for, um, working on campaigns, with my experience with public policy, public relations, event planning, community engagement, I said, you know what? I think it's time. Right. I think it's time. And I had to really sit down and, and tell myself that, you know, it's time that I run. Right. Um, I see so many other young people across this country that are doing the work, mm -hmm. that look like me, that are young, even younger than me, and they're making changes. Right. It's time. Mm -hmm. So in 2017, um, I had my first fundraiser in West Philadelphia, and I ran for office in 2018. So I ran um, for the seat before, and, um, you know, people always say, don't say that you lost, but that you learned. And right, when someone right. told me that, actually, one of the candidates that's running in the same race as me um, said, don't ever say that you lost, but say that you learned. Right. And so I took that, and I said, you're right, because I've learned so many lessons from that first election. Of course, I'm not the elected official, or so I'll be sitting here as state representative right. Bernardi Williams. But we are here now in 2020, um, two years later, and I'm excited, I'm energized. Um, I'm still focused on the same mission that I had uh, back in 2018, which is um, education, social justice, and economic development. Um, those, I think, are the core issues um, when it comes to my district. And of course, every neighborhood and every district has certain issues that they need to address, but I believe with our platform, um, education, social justice, and economic development are the main things that we need to focus on mm -hmm. in my district. Um, so, you know, I've been out here for a while. Um, I'm still Excuse engaged. Me, why in you community. can't come back to West Philly? <laughs> <laughs> the 190, that's my district too. That's my, that's my, let me, tell you, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I love West Philly, but I think after that campaign I ran, I was like... I probably voted for you because I don't vote for them in I was like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> but like I said, I ran the campaign, so I wasn't running in But West the one Philly. that you did run, didn't you run? Wanda Logan. Wanda so you probably Logan. voted for her. Yeah, yeah, Wanda Logan. Um, but <laughs> with that... Um, I've I've been I'm a lifelong resident of the Northwest. Okay, so this is your area. This is where my you grew neighbor. Up. This is where I right, grew up. Right. So this is your um, I did grow up a little bit. Um, if you really look into my background, I did grow up a little bit in Sheltonham because okay. my father raised me. Um, but I came back to Philly, um, to pursue music at first. Okay. So I went to Kappa High School. Okay. And I pursued music, and then I was like, uh, I mean, I can sing a little bit. But I was like, I don't think that's gonna pay my bills. So I decided <laughs> the high school. So what was it? So what was it that um what was it that actually turned your focus to politics? So what was it that actually, you know, after high school I didn't know what college, what I wanted to do in college because I was so focused on music, but when I realized that this is probably not my career path, I didn't wanna go straight into college like, oh well I'm gonna just take some generic classes mm -hmm. and be like, Okay. I'm right. here and then wasting money because you know you got loans right. and then you got grants and then one thing I learned with grants is that 
you don't get the grants for the whole period of time that nah, you're in college. That's right. Once you run out of that money, it's, it's, it's solely loans or you right. paying out of your pocket. So I didn't want to waste that time. So I said what I could do is start doing some internships to see what's going to spark my interest. Right. What happened was I called law offices, I called recreations, nonprofits. Everybody's like, I'm booked for this season. Because with internships, they take them like fall, winter, spring, okay. summer. So with that, um, I called everybody. Nobody was responding or they didn't have any internships. But one of my friends who um, whose dad was a lawyer said, my next door neighbor is a state rep. And they're looking for interns. So he said, call them. I called them. The next Friday, I was in there working. And from there, because of that internship and just seeing um, how things work on a government level, seeing what goes on in Harrisburg, seeing um, just making a difference in people's lives through the constituent services, I said, this is what I want to do. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if I'm going to be a legislator. I don't know if I want to run campaigns. I don't know if I want to just work for a a legislator. But this is going to be my avenue. So then I went to school, um, community college, and um, which I'm, I just finished because I right out of high school I was working full time. Okay. So I can only take classes at night. So it's taking me a little bit longer to pers- right, get my time. But I always tell young people that don't feel the pressure of going to college right away if you don't know what your goal and your paths are. And you have to do it on your time. That's right. So right. if it takes you till you 40 to get that BA, if it takes you till you 50 to get that master's, keep going, but go at your own pace. So I just finished one step. And, you know, once I become state rep, I'm still going to be taking classes. That's I'll right. be online. So um, I do have my associates in uh, business administration with a concentration in finance. So even though I was doing campaign work, I never wanted to do campaign work full time because I have so many friends where you're on a campaign and you're making all this money, and then all of a sudden, after the campaign, you ain't making no money. You ain't making no money. (laughs) And so I was always the type of person where I always wanted them to have consistent money. So through my network and through um, going to different events, um, one of my mentors at the time, um, introduced me to her brother, who is the owner of Always Best Care, and I'm gonna say the name because I'm proud of him. Okay, Always I Best Care, uh, senior services, and I began to do payroll. Okay. So that's what I do now. So I climb from okay. a coordinator, assistant, a lead, and then after that, um, what I'm doing now is consulting. Okay, okay. so I consult people on their payroll, basically. Um, helping them and also doing the accounting part. So I'm getting into. I, I All like, right, so y'all hear that? Damn, people need some payroll. Yes, yeah, yeah, burn need, need payroll. Not just doing state rep. Any particular system? He, he, ADP, he doing payroll I, too. I have experience in all different. So ADP. Um, I just got a little bit of experience in Mosaic. Okay. Um, I have experience in Ulti Pro, um, and I also have experience in Prime Pro. Okay. Right. Um, so okay. that that's what I do for a living. Um, I'm more on the financial side. Um, but my main dream, like you was talking about earlier, what is your dream? What do you want to push for? My push and my dream is to be an elected official at this point. And you shall be. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Y'all pay attention. Y'all remember this young man. Remember <laughs> yes, his face. Fa- if you live in, what's this, 189th? The 198th. I was close. One. The 198th district. Y'all yes. vote for him. We're getting rid of all career politicians. They have to go. Yes. We need some fresh blood, some fresh insights, some fresh wisdom. Give these young people a chance. Yes, yes. absolutely. So um, 
you know, we wanted to talk a little bit. You know, we've been talking about the coronavirus, and we also want to talk a little bit today about the homicide rate mm-hmm. in the city. Mm-hmm. But before we go into that, what are you, what are your thoughts on um, what's going on right now with you know schools being out, the coronavirus, the city shutting down? You know, I've been looking at some statistics, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so they say more people die from the flu. So, you know, I'm still a little bit, <laughs> this thing got me a little, Yeah. you know, you don't want to say, oh, it's not serious, because I know that it is serious, mm-hmm. but it's just still a little loopy I don't think me. we've I'm reached just... the, 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 the level that Italy has, that they're experiencing at the moment. I think that's what the big problem is for okay. us, is that it hasn't hit us of that magnitude okay. just yet. Now, I think if we hit those numbers, then we'll be like, okay, now we'll take this really, really serious. Not as if we're not taking it serious, but, you know, we'll really, you know, I'm still not going to stay I think indoors. I was but. watching something this morning, and Governor Cuomo from New York, mm-hmm. he said that, like, soon it's going to be, like, anywhere between 40 to 80 percent of the population will have this thing. So I'm thinking to myself, like, how do you, how do you, how do you know that? Right. How, how can you say 40 to 80 percent of the population in our country is going to have this disease i mean going to have you know go through this virus like Mm -hmm. you know those are the kind of things that make me that make me uneasy about the whole situation when you can put a number on something how would you know Mm -hmm. that 80 80 that's almost everybody (laughs) so i mean (laughs) y'all the only ones left i mean because i'm trying to they, don't worry about it. They're going underneath the tunnel, underground. What you think, I, I think, I think, think honestly, uh, I think it's an eye-opener. Yeah, um, I think it's really yeah. waking people up to, um, on a, it's two, it's a two-part to this. So, as a, as a citizen, mm-hmm. it's opening up the people's eyes to what our world could look like in the future. As far as different regulations, right, on people right, and the control that the government exactly. truly has mm-hmm. on us, I think sometimes we take for granted um, our government, and we believe that sometimes um, it's a joke. Um, but I, I think people are seeing that. I'm sorry, they are a joke. <laughs> I, I believe that people are seeing that they do actually have control, and yeah, that's the um, whole thing. And 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 we're seeing that, and and then on the political side, um, our one of the people um, that I admire so much, uh, Kendra Brooks, who's one of our councilwomen, okay. um, and she lives in the district. Okay. And one thing she posted the other day was that, you know, with the different um, things that they're proposing, you know, we've been fighting for this stuff for so long, mm-hmm. but it takes for a virus to come mm-hmm. for us to actually get it done. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. Right. It's a problem. The fact that you want to close, that you want to cancel student debt, we've been advocating for that for years. We've been advocating. Well, you know why? Because it's affecting the clear folks. Mm. Now, be honest. Mm -hmm. If it was just the brown people, then, you know, we would stay, nothing would change. See, it's like when stuff affects us, it's not that serious. Because we, I don't know what it is about us that it's like, I guess because we're so resilient that we supposed to be able, we supposed to go through the worst of everything. Like mm-hmm. we, we always, we always have to go through the worst of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we always have to be the guinea pig for all until something happens. And then when somebody else gets affected by it, then it's like, Oh, uh, let's, let's, let's run around and, and get everything done real quick. You know, but that's just the, 
you know, that's just the history of how it's been here and, for and, you us. Know, you I, know don't, what I, I don't, I mean? don't, I don't, you know, I don't mean it in this, you know, but I understand what, connotation. Uh, no, but, but it, it is, it's, it's, the, it's truth. the truth. It is, it's, it's the, the truth. truth. Now it's everybody truth. is hitting everybody's pocket. No one is exempt from this. It's hitting every home. So now it's, let's do something about this. Now, how is it that you want to give this particular family $1,000, this one $700, yeah. whatever, because of based on their income? Right. How, how are you doing? Because at first it was every American. Every and American. And now it's if you make so are we under not American? 20, if you, what is it, if it's 24, 5 and over, you get the full benefit, mm-hmm. 24, 5 and under, you get $600. Mm-hmm. Over 75, you'll get nothing. And then I think um, one of the is going to be, um, I think if you make under $70,000. Yeah, it's seventy five thousand. So, so, so seventy. If you make over seventy five thousand, okay. you're not qualified. Mm-hmm. If you make between twenty four thousand five hundred, you qualify for the total benefit. And if you make less than twenty four five, then you really then you're eligible for six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I just think that you know. But just I mean, but six hundred dollars, I ain't. No, 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 okay. I mean, who's I, people pay more for a room? Yeah. So six hundred dollars. Yeah. It's not I coming mean, anytime soon. Yeah. That's the other thing. You're I mean, not like, getting it like immediately. <laughs> like you take me out of work, you like, yo, y'all can't go to work, your job shut there, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give you six hundred dollars. Like what did you do? Yeah. I just spent six hundred dollars in a market. Because every time they say we can't come this. outside, we run into <laughs> the supermarket. Now we in the. I'm about. Something got to give, or I'm gonna be floating. I'm I, not a cake. It was a, I had a, cake. I had a goal to be fit by fifty, not fatter by fifty. <laughs> and now I'm sitting in the house eating ice cream. And yeah. I, I told you what to do. Get, get YouTube. Walk away the path. I would. Mm-hmm. I do the little yoga thing, but it ain't going. See, this is my thing. What's the whole thing doing the yoga thing? Then go upstairs to eat a bowl of ice cream. I just hold. Wait, to, listen. Totally to just the defeated the purpose. I of need the whole an intimate stick fudge chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> I have my Hagen dots. Can somebody? Oh, wait a minute. And they is on sale at the shop right now. Yes. Because I want the shop right now. Which one's that? players. The Elements Cakes. Again? That girl, mm-hmm. they got all of them. Too. Can you freeze them though? <laughs> <laughs> you probably can. <laughs> if I can freeze them, I'm about three. Honest to God. Exactly. I, I know we're going off course, but I'm telling you. Somebody. Facebook, something. Bring me an intimate thick fudge chocolate cake. <laughs> Check the date on it. I didn't though. see no fudge. I want to date it in April. <laughs> <laughs> so you could, so you could. Oh, that's right. So you can have it for a little while. So I can have it for All a little right, while. I need about this. You bring me three. We won't have no problems. I might even kiss you. But you know. <laughs> right, because me and Dawn, that's our thing right there. Ice cream and cake. That's what me, we, me and Dawn do. You know, we oh. eat ice cream and cake. But it's like, um, but on a serious note though. Mm-hmm. You know, how long are people gonna be out of work? That's the that's the real I, question. Cause listen, once I don't want to get robbed. Cause yeah. I'm still working, <laughs> and you know they said they said up in Southwest they've been going in people's houses left and right. People been getting robbed. Now, you know, all jokes aside, when people are out of work, it's the people that still have to make moves and go to work and take care of things that suffer for the people who you know. Not all the people gonna start robbing people. <laughs> hey. People already robbing people as live. So now if you had a little McDonald's job and you just was trying to get your life together and you was you know what I'm saying? Now you know, I mean and, and this, this put people back against this the is wall. How, this is how I feel about it. With all of the like um the supermarkets and stuff that were hiring, like temporary workers and stuff, you can get up and do something. You know, don't I know robbery is the last resort and some people when you're at your wits end, you know, that's the first thing to kick in, but you can't give up. You gotta 
think clearly because what good is it your family gonna be able to get you out of jail right somebody it's a chance somebody may get hurt right then you wind up with more charges than what you started out than mm-hmm. what your intent was so it's like oh we always gotta think and not uh operate from a poor impulse control mm-hmm. you know um and just really think and say you know what there's something else i can do so that's why i'm, I'm big on it like find something right. that you can do i don't care if you got to work three jobs right to maintain doing this temporary where we are temporarily mm-hmm. you know it's something you can do but but you're right unfortunately lock your doors people yes keep lock your door your lock, lock your door i mean be safe and um right. you know just be safe because but don't live in fear don't be afraid though but don't be, live in be fear. cautious don't exactly. be pay don't attention watch your surroundings pay attention be cautious be careful use your hand sanitizer um you know i'm not fanatical like I have been using hand sanitizer. I have been keeping my house clean and spraying everything there. I have not been wearing gloves outside. I you see people. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I did wear. I ain't gonna lie. Last night when I was in the market, I did have. I got super, some hand sanitizer spray. You I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I did have my gloves on when I was pushing that shopping cart last right, night. Right. And then I get home and they say a uh, shop right there pull your head. That's, uh, I know. Did you wait a see minute. That? I almost had. I, I'm online. I, I know. Too. I was like, what, what, wait, 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 what shop right? Wait a minute. What shop right was that? In your district? No. no. <laughs> I'm glad because I live right down the street from the shop right on listen, Fox Street. And I was like, I, I hope they don't say all, Fox listen, Street. Listen, we were just in that one. Then last night I visited Penrose. I did a tour of the shop right in my area. Fox Street, 52nd Street, Penrose. So whatever ain't had one at one shop right, I was at the other one. Listen, speaking of that, shout out to uh, Jeff Brown from ShopRite. Uh-huh. He has really been making sure that uh, the stores have yes, been stopped. Yes, they have. Hey, I ain't they gonna lie. everything. And also, I applaud him for giving everyone a $2 increase. Yeah, that, that, yes. That's um, so shout All out those stores Brown. out there that gave their employees a $2 increase. I yes. mean, y'all should let them keep it after this is over. I, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't tell y'all what to do, but I mean, how you going to start Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jeff Brown, listen. Somebody. Just the darn chicken spot was the chicken section oh, just was the closed chicken, last wasn't no week. Chicken, wasn't no fried chicken, wasn't no grilled chicken. You got to keep it open till like uh, about eight o'clock, cause you know we <laughs> we like to eat something. <laughs> well, that's the case. Yes. You got to keep that chicken open till nine. Yes, cause we went to the market a little late. Oh gosh, a little late. But um, you know, but um, with that being said, I did want to go into you know before the show was over. The homicide rate in our city and also as a state representative you know what kind of bills would you introduce you know as far as gun legislation gun control and another thing i think that you know one of the most important things to me i feel is well especially with the youth being murdered and Mm -hmm. the youth being killed these kids don't have anything to do Mm. um with the education crisis the schools but we're not pushing our kids in the trades. We're not pushing our kids in the trades. And I feel I feel like um the trades is to me, they're just as vital as having the trades is going to college. To me, the trades are way more important than college to me personally. Mm-hmm. Why? These are the people that's on the front line, your plumbing. Mm-hmm. When you have your roof, when you need some sheetrock on your walls. You know what I'm saying? When your gas not working when your electricity not working these are people that are trade workers you know what i'm saying and these are the people who keep your everyday foundations intact 
and they ain't go to college. You know what I mean? Some of them went to trade school. Some of them went to, you know, different types of programs. But um, as far as education, I don't see, you know, our state or our city doing too much to put too much emphasis on trade schools. And I know for me personally and doing I, I, if I can speak for you for a moment, we went to a vocational technical school, yes, we did. and we graduated from there. And I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you, it was it changed my life going to Bach. Changed my Bach changed my life going there. Um, we had great teachers. Yes, we they did. cared about us at that school. They cared about our education. The shop teachers and the trade teachers they they were in tune with their students and they cared. And we still have relationships with some of the teachers now from when we went to school. And um, so just seeing the schools close down in the area, as a state representative, what what would you do to, you know, try to focus some bills on keeping our schools open? Because I know it's different jurisdiction, you're a state rep. But, um, you know, what, what do you say? What do you say? So, I mean, you just gave me a lot. So let me just go back to the gun violence. Um, one thing that um, I talk about in my platform with as far as gun violence is that um, it's a very complex situation because you can attack it on an educational level, you can attack it on a trauma level, you can you can attack it on many different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the angle that I want to attack it on is um, creating more jobs right. for people. Right. Um, but also with that, um, changing the way that we determine who's qualified for a job. I think that is one of the main issues that we're having right now and our young people are forced to choose, do I go and just get me a 9 to 5 or do I go out here with the guy that raised me on the corner and help him continue his entrepreneurship. Right. Because I, because let me tell you something. These guys that be on the corner doing what they do these are all businessmen. They be having yes, their stuff set up, don't they? And they probably, and they have, sometimes they have better knowledge and more knowledge than people like me going to school actually sitting down and listening to a professor. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we have to figure out where do we go from here as far as changing the ramifications of who is qualified for jobs. Mm-hmm. And, what, and, and going into education now, we have to promote more trade. Right. Because the thing is, is that as as minorities, we find it in our own community. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to find a reliable plumber, so hard to find a, a reliable uh, roofer, contractor that's not going to charge you up and actually do the work because they know it and they believe in giving back to the community. Right. So I believe that everybody's not made for college. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not exactly. made for that. But it's okay. Right. Don't think that you're dumb. Don't think that you're stupid. Don't think you're any less than any other man. That's right. There's something else out there for you. Mm-hmm. I know some people that went to trade that's making six figures mm-hmm. being an electrician for the yes. for the um, I, for the electric company or, or working for the gas company absolutely. through trade, yes. not through Harvard, right. not through Temple, right. not through uh, community right. college, right. through a trade school. That's right. Absolutely. So my goal as a state rep is to promote that more in our schools. Go into our schools. That's the problem. I feel like our state reps don't go into 
the schools enough. Right. There are some state reps, and please don't get on me, there are some state reps that do a great job at that, but we have to go meet these kids where they are. For example, even with today, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we've been actually packing lunches mm -hmm. for the kids. Mm -hmm. um, and people are like, well, you kind of, that's kind of useless because the school district and the city is giving them food. However, what people don't realize is that some of these schools is not in a median yeah, walking right, distance right. to where yep, these kids yep, live. Yep, like, let's yep, talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. You yep. know, like, and I don't mean to get there, but like, let's talk about yeah. that because you you put it out here like, oh yeah, we're everybody helping the kids. Walk up the street. But if you really think about it, it's not accessible to everybody. So what um, a good friend of mine and I and I did not start this initiative, I have to give him credit. Okay. Um, his name is uh, um, Chef Arik Barrett. Okay. And he um, is doing Kids Meals on Wheels. Oh, that's And oh, right that's before cool. I came so, here, yeah, yeah, um, I was still delivering food to, to, to families okay. who need it. So we're right. giving them snacks, beverages, lunch, uh, um, sandwiches, peanut butter, whatever, right. to make sure because... It's, it's a burden. If you're not working, how can you go to the yeah, grocery store absolutely. and get food and provide for your family if you're not bringing home that bacon? For sure. That's, That's right. For and sure. and, and so he's, as and he's a, asking for three fifty. Uh, I think it's three yes. three dollars and fifty cents. So you guys, it's yeah, A R I Q so, yeah. Barrett mm -hmm. yep. on Facebook. So on Facebook him. and on then Facebook. on Instagram, his Instagram name is uh, Eat Good Two One Five. So this Eat Good Two One Five on Instagram. And please support us because tomorrow. We will be packing lunches. Now, this time, because of the social distancing, okay. we're not asking for volunteers. However, we will be packing food tomorrow to deliver to more kids. And that's what I've been doing. You know, a lot of candidates, I'm not sure what they're doing, but I want people to understand that no matter if I'm a state rep, no matter if I'm a, uh, your neighbor, no matter who I am, I'm here to serve. Right. And that's my platform. That is my mission to serve the people, serve the underrepresented people. Exactly. And so just because the campaign, I can't knock on your door, I'm going to go back to what I do for a living. And that's finances and serving in my right. community. And so that's what I've been doing. Um, you don't really see too much. And people that are looking at my live, you may question, well, why is he not really saying too much about his election? We are in a crisis right now. We are absolutely I have to crisis. take a, a little step back, and I'm still campaigning. Absolutely. But I have to take a step back and make sure that our families are, are and their well-beings are, are okay. I got to make sure that our kids are getting fed. Yes. There are kids that go, only get a meal, breakfast, and lunch when they go to school. Yep. That's for sure. I Only. That's right. Yep. And it's unacceptable. Yeah. It is unacceptable. We need to create more after-school programs. We need to create more food programs that will help our families when they're not in the school. Right. And that's that's the thing. We need to bridge a gap between the home and the school. And you talk about the gun violence, and it starts there. Exactly. That's where we have to start. Because yeah. once they get of a certain age, it is very hard to bring them back down. And let me just go into this, and then I'll let you guys give me another question. But um, the other thing I do is I'm part of a diversion program, okay. which I did not talk about, which is so important. Yes, and very, I want you all yes, to understand yes. that. Um, I've been volunteering with this diversion program through the DA's office, which is called a Youth Aid Panel. And with the Youth Aid Panel, what it does is it takes juveniles that are under 18, and if you are a first-time offender, mm -hmm. instead of you going before a judge, mm -hmm. you become you come before a panel of community leaders at your local police district. Oh, okay. So with that, you know, I, 
um, someone introduced it to me and I went through the training and I've been doing it. I used to do it at the 35th of the street, but now I'm at my district. Okay. Um, and then I just got promoted to be um, a chair of another program that they're about to bring forth, um, which is a little bit more like deeper cases, mm -hmm. um, not just your regular like school fights mm -hmm. and bringing a weapon and bullying, but it's more like deeper, like into the drugs right. and things like that. So, um, and that will be rolling out hopefully soon. So I won't talk too much about that. But I've been promoted to that, and that's only that that's only a re that's now a region of Philadelphia versus just the police district. Um, but I've learned, and I've really got to get a grasp of what it's like to live in some of these homes with these children. So they go through the program, um, and after they go through the program, um, I'm sorry, the steps of the program. So basically, they come before us. We hear what happened. Um, you know, with their situation, their parents is there. We talk with the parents. We ask them questions. We then, you know, ask them what their interests are. What do you see yourself in the future? We then let them go out. We deliberate as a panel, and we come up with a contract, a three-month contract, with about three to five different um, terms on them mm -hmm. that you have to complete within the three months for you to basically get your record expunged. Oh, so they expunge their records if they complete the program. Right. Okay. So, and then you're also assigned one of the mentors mm -hmm. on the panel. So I have mentors so far, I think almost 10. Okay. Um, okay. Either assisting another mentor or having my own children. Okay. And so with that, I have really um, seen the insides and, and of, of the home of some of these families, and some families are doing okay, but then there are a lot of other families where I understand why you went out and stole right, those groceries. Right, right. I understand why you took a gun to school. I understand why you acted out in school because look at what's your environment, your environment. before they even get and so out with, the door. Exactly, and so with that, um, I, 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 it, it pushes me more. Right. Because I get to see that firsthand. I think it's a great program. I think we need to expand that program. Um, that's going to be one of my goals to make sure it gets funding to really bring that um, to, to more light to the community so people understand what that program is like. Um, but with that, like I said, it, it definitely starts at home. And a lot of these kids, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest, they come in there barely want to talk, disrespectful, mm -hmm. what, what you say, huh, I don't care. And let me tell you something, by the three months, by the time they get with their mentor, all they need is some love. Yeah, that's all. And that's, that's what all. I, yeah. And that's I know people, all. and when people say that, like, people, it's like okay, cliche. all right, it's like yeah, it's everybody need love. Though. But I'm telling you, all you need to give them is one good phone yeah. call. And that's, and, and that's part of our contract, too. Like, we, they have to call us once a week. So with that, we get to conversate with them. But see, with me being like I love because I'm a young person, so I take it more to heart when it right. comes to our young people. Right. So I go above and beyond. I take them out for dinner or I take them out for lunch. Let's sit down and talk. You know, let's go over your journal. You know, let's see how, what are your emotions every day. What are you going through? Right. And before you know it, they come back, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, yes, I'm really happy, you know, and they come back a totally different person yeah. within three months. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So That's imagine good. if we had that even more elevated in the city of Philadelphia, even and even bigger in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We're making up. a difference in people's lives. Yes. So and I just want to put that out there. Can, can I add something? Go ahead, Dawn. Um, as far as the, uh, a bill that you may propose for the trades, mm -hmm. is there, could you make an amendment in there 
Now, we do know that when they, most people go apply for the trades, you got to go directly to the union, mm-hmm. and you have to take the test. Right. Now, a lot of the kids are young, older people, young people, they don't pass the test. So is there some kind of way you can get some classes, you know, add an amendment to the bill that if the class can be, the test can be taught in class, same way they do this PSSA or whatever it is today, that this way the, it will help ensure that those who are taking the test are not taking it blindly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's something that needs to be looked at as well. So in that way, that would help um, in our kids succeeding and getting in the union because it's one thing to take the test and fail, but right. if you take it, you know, and you got to teach them to keep taking it, not to give up. But it will also broaden their mind. It's like, okay, if I take this test, I pass. Now I'm ready. But then once you get in, you get your union card. You see, that's where the trade schools came in at. Because mm-hmm. if you went to a vocational school, you didn't have to go through That's all true. that. That's true. That's true. So you didn't have to go through but all the that because you did the trade. school got down is what? Orleans Tech? Is that the only mm-hmm. one that's left? Mm-hmm. Dobbins is mm-hmm. open. They have Dobbins. Dobbins is open. And, um, um, Randolph. Right. Morel. Um, Philip. Philip. Randolph. Randolph is open. Um, but see, the thing with them is they don't have as many trades. Like, you know, when we went to Bach, Bach had, I mean, they had optical technician where you make the lenses inside the glasses. Because I I had that for a while. They had. had, We had everything. I mean, if you can go look at our, one day (laughs) we had to bring our yearbook. They had so many trades in there. And you didn't have to worry about the union accepting you or none of that because you you did your, your three years. And once you did your three years, you was done. And you could take that trade, just like the cosmetology, you took that test in school. And see, what I believe, through the grapevine, mm-hmm. it was a lot of those unions that fought for a lot of those trade schools Absolutely. to be closed. Mm-hmm. Wow. To be closed. Wow. Not to be open. I can believe Because the kids is coming in the that. inner city, youth is coming straight that. out of the high to school. To keep it clear. With, so, you know. There's a lot of discrimination. But you know, it's, it's a whole lot yeah, of discrimination with the union, but that's a whole other topic. There's a lot of discrimination within yeah. that. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. why I said we have to address it. Because um, even, like, really quick, because I know we're about to wrap up, but even with the. Um, with like the elections, because you know, in the unions, they have their right. own elections. And they had, listen. And some of the stories I was hearing, some of the stories I was hearing of like minorities and just like people, are our, our people trying to fight to be president and what they go through. Mm-hmm. We have to start talking about those things. Listen, and I'm, and I'm gonna tell you this now that stuff. if you are a candidate that is seeking an endorsement from a union, you gotta go back. Once you elected, you gotta go back and uh, and speak about those issues. And I hope and pray that I am endorsed by some unions because I believe that unions are so important. They're very important. Um, because I, I and mean, I believe that every and this is something I put out there. I believe that every job, no matter what level of of career it is, I believe they all should have the option of being a part of a union. Right. Because we as working class citizens, we don't always get our rights. Don't get treated fairly. We don't always get treated fairly. We don't always get adequate pay. But I believe we had a a strong union behind us. There will be a lot of changes in the environment of our workplaces. Yeah, and that's for sure. And and I've worked, like, mostly all the jobs that I've had were union jobs. But being on the other side and, like, you know, being in the union, especially in the labor's union, because I was in labor's local 332 for a while. And it was just like, really? Like, this is how, you know... It's just so much. It's it's so petty and catty. All the things that I've seen, you know, between the unions fighting each other for curtains, and it's just like it's 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 so petty. And 
but it's so needed. Like, why are we fighting for, why are we fighting over over this when people need jobs and there's plenty to go around? It's not like there's not plenty to go around. Building trades, people always need somewhere to live. You're going to always need a plumber. You're going to always need an electrician. You're going to always need somebody to clean up after them. So it's like, it's not too many people that you can't let these people have a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? But, you know, um, we could go on forever, but we definitely going to have to do a, you know, a show on the topic of the trades yes, and unions yes. in the city. That's definitely And going. I just want to answer your question really quick. You talked talk about the legislation uh, for the trades. So I will propose legislation um, uh, to um, provide more funding mm-hmm. for trades and promote more trade schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we do need more funding because right now you can get funding through the state, but I think they need more funny because sometimes you do have to come out of pocket Mm -hmm. for a little bit of it but i want to make it uh tuition free for um high school students and even people that are re-entering right um and that could be a whole nother topic too about re-entry um but absolutely re-entry is like entry um um people who are re-entering um the workforce right right um i believe that they should have a tuition free program for them and also for our yeah, high school I support, students. I definitely support um, I don't know what that legislation will look like, but that is something that's on my I radar. I mean, that's like important. You come out and you ain't got no school, you ain't have no job, you don't even know which you know what which way to go because everything is like you got a record. Oh, yeah, I can't get a student loan like. What if people supposed to And that's why we have to ban I mean? that box, you know, yeah, ban it. We yeah. and we we already did that, but we have to that's why I said re um Reanalyzing our job application, reanalyzing just any application as far as housing, anything because on paper we look a certain way, but when you talk with us, it's, it's different. It's different, and that's for it's sure. different. That's, that's for sure. It's very for different, sure. and it's hard for some people to. What do I look like on paper? How can I let this person know on the other side that this is who I really am? Right. right. This is who I really am. Mm-hmm. Without speaking. But I gotta put it in in written form. Right. It's hard for some people, right. even for me. Hard. When people tell me describe yourself, I'm like, well, I don't even know where to start. Right. I can start here, here, here. I can do this, that, that, and then even with your race, you know, they need to take that away altogether. Well, you know, gender, we, that gender and that race thing, you know, that's that's a, that's another topic. But we yeah, come we got a, we got a lot of topics that we're gonna talk about. So I guess I'll be coming back in a couple Absol- weeks. Absolutely, you have to come back. On <laughs> the show, let me just throw this out before we close. There are some nonprofit organizations who do teach trades, like to the young people. Mm-hmm. They're not very well known, right? Um, but they do need some funding. They can use funding. Uh, they'll teach one guy I know in particular. He has um, he's teaching the kids how to do sheetrock, how okay. to change an electrical socket, that okay. kind of things. But he had very low turnout and that because he was not well known right. and well funded you know, he didn't ask for anything it was free but the thing is he was trying to teach the young people give them something so how to begin to give them a trade right which is something that and see that's another thing that that's another topic that we can touch on at a later date is like if people are in the community that's doing things like that you know advocate for them and support them you know give them money so that they can help the youth do things for the youth because you know we always got to struggle extra hard to get everything that, that we got to give up. We have to do things for ourselves as a people. You know, That's we right. have to stop, you know, waiting for people to come in and give us some funding because they don't want to give us nothing anyway. But, um, Burr, I want to thank you for coming thank on the yes, show tonight. You. It was thank a good you. show. So I apologize to my audience for being late. We will see you next week at yes, 6. Yes.